With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. We have much to discuss, everything coming together here today in the news cycle. Many different threads to pull on, many things to make sense of. Let's start here with the IRS whistleblowers going to be testifying today on Capitol Hill. I think they're going to tell us a lot of what we already know, which is that the fix was in. Hunter is going to skate. And it was always going to be that way, no matter how egregious the criminal misconduct was. But we'll get some details, I think. We'll be rolling on that, meaning we'll be uh, monitoring it, because it'll happen during, at least start during our show. Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio, will join us in the second hour also to talk about it. Andy McCarthy will be with us in the third hour. You all know Andy from uh, Fox and National Review. He'll be talking to us all about the process here of the likely J6 indictment against trump after trump himself said yesterday on truth social that he expects some form of january 6 charges to come down from the jack smith special prosecution so we will definitely get into that um a country music song has been pulled off of the country music television circulation because the left says it's uh it's violent and anti, I don't know, anti-BLM. They've got problems with it. That's what I'm seeing. Clay, I know you talked about this on Fox. We'll break some of this down. Jason Aldean has a song out. So far, he is standing. You be- just said his name, Buck, like you've never seen the name before in your life. I have heard it <laughs> before, sir. I will have I just, you know. This, this is how I would talk about, uh, I, I'm trying to think of something that, that, that I would not be familiar with at all. Like how I would talk about advanced physics. And, and you know, if I was reading how, uh, how some scientific term existed and I, I, I just said it and I had no well, concept. Well, I will tell you, sir, that I was listening last night to try that in a small town. So I am rapidly, uh, rapidly becoming an expert on all things, Mr. Aldean. And we'll discuss that in more detail coming up here later on in uh, the program. Plus, Clay, you know Wesley, and I mean, you're a GW guys, so you know these schools. 
Wesleyan University, perhaps most famous for being the uh, home of the naked dorm. That's a real thing. A dorm where people walk around naked. It's Not people the- that you would want to see naked, unfortunately. No. I, I haven't been there, but I can tell you it's not it's not people that you're going to be excited to see naked. Um, but uh, they have gotten rid of legacy admissions now, they've said. So they are, they are listening in to some people who are calling for that. We'll get into it. Oh, my favorite news story, I think, of the week, which I mentioned yesterday. I do want to get to you a bit more later, too. In and out Burger prohibiting employees in Arizona, Colorado, Nevada, Texas, Utah from wearing a mask unless they have a note from a doctor stating a clear medical need. There, There is no clear medical need. Better put that aside. I told you I love those In-N-Out burgers. I love them even more now. I, I, I didn't know they could be more delicious, but they are more delicious. I, I love these guys, Buck. My how, uh, to quote Michael Scott, the turntables have turned. Um, but remember, In-N-Out burger refused to check for vaccine cards in California, if I remember, if you wanted to go get a hamburger, they were trying to say you couldn't get a hamburger, and they said, yeah, we're not going to do this. I kind of love these guys. Yes, I love them. My favorite fast food. Well, I mean, you know, people love Chick-fil-A, too, and there's a lot to love about Chick-fil-A. But uh, uh, for me, uh, In-N-Out Burger, number one, no question, my favorite fast food chain. In, uh, legitimately based on the food and Aren't now based on how they run too? the company. What? I think they're moving to my town. I think they're moving to Franklin, Tennessee and opening up like a, a East Coast base of operations just down the road from me. You know, Tennessee is starting to tell a lot of some people down in Florida are saying that Tennessee place sounds pretty nice. <laughs> All right, Clay, let's jump over to Michigan for a second, a place you know quite well. I do. Getting into the, uh, the, the serious side of things here for a second. This was a story that broke uh, yesterday after this show finished up. 16... Fake electors who signed certificates falsely claiming President Donald... I'm reading from CBS News, to be clear here. This is a quote. Certificates falsely claiming President Donald Trump won Michigan in the 2020 election have been charged with multiple felonies, State Attorney General Dana Nessel announced on Tuesday. This is the first time any of the uh, so-called fake electors have been charged with a crime related to the scheme versions of which took place in multiple states. Clay, 16 individuals charged with eight felonies. Let's play cut 27 so you can hear the announcement of this. We allege that 16 Michigan residents met covertly in the basement of Michigan GOP headquarters and knowingly and of their own volition signed their names to multiple certificates stating that they were the duly elected and qualified electors for president and Vice President of the United States of America for the state of Michigan. That was a lie. They weren't the duly elected and qualified electors, and each of the defendants knew it. Clay, you know how one of the lines from MAGA World that I think has resonated the most, other than Make America Great Again, which is actually a a Reagan line from the 80s, so it's not surprising that did so well, um, but it's they're not coming after me. This is Trump speaking. They're coming after you and I'm standing in the way. Well, now when they're going after people, civilians, if you will, or lower level political figures at the state level to ruin their lives with felony counts because of a legal theory of elections that they can agree or disagree with. But to make it a crime, 
Um, and this is probably just the start of it. You're going to see this in other places. The J6 prosecutions, Clay, in your mind, do you think people are seeing it's not just about Trump? They're going to go after people all over the place in Trump's orbit and anybody who is connected in any way to this. Yeah, because and I love the state of Michigan. My wife is from there. All of her family is from there. A lot of them are listening right now. It's a fabulous place. But Gretchen Whitmer is destroying it. And one of the consequences of 2022 is Democrats swept to political power in Michigan. They control the entire state house. They control both Senate seats and they control the governorship. And Gretchen Whitmer is a petty tin pot dictator. And this is a political show trial. They want to send a message to anyone in Michigan, including our good friend Tudor Dixon, who we should probably get on to talk about this. She ran a fabulous campaign. Her podcast is dominating. You can go listen to it in the Clay and Buck feed. One of the best new podcast launches anywhere in the country in uh, 2023 so far. She's doing really, really well, and I know a lot of you are listening to her. Uh, but this is what's going on. because, And, and you, you kind of hinted at it, but I think it's, it's, it's very important to, to, to make clear to everyone. There was a legal theory that the Vice President of the United States had the right to reject the... Uh, the electors that are being presented from the states. And if there was a dispute, he could return it to the states. And and I'm simplifying this, but th- they basically would go back to the state legislatures and they would have a argument over who the electors should be. And then there would be potentially a new slate of electors sent. And, and I think a lot of people, Buck, don't recognize this, but... When you vote for president, you actually select the electors to go and cast their ballot for the president of the United States. And this has been a bit of a mess for some time because it's clunky. And sometimes you have so-called faithless electors. That is, let's say, in, in my home state of Tennessee, I believe we have three electoral votes. And that means that Trump or whoever the Republican nominee would be in 2024 is going to get those 11 red state electors and they will go and they will vote. But some states do not prevent electors from casting ballots for someone other than the person who won their state. And so this has been an issue for at least this entire century. I remember going back to Bush v. Gore uh, in 2000, there were unfaithful Al Gore electors. It hasn't turned into a big issue yet, but the Electoral College in general is messy in that way. And so they tried to change the, they didn't try, they changed the law to eliminate any uh, ambiguity at all related to what the vice president's role is on January 6th. So I don't understand how you can criminalize a legal theory that has some basis in constitutional law, arguably, right? Lawyers make arguments, Buck, all the time. Some of the time, it's always funny because you'll file a briefing, for instance, and you'll say, this is the reason why we win the case. And you'll make this huge argument about this is the reason why we win the case. In the alternative, then you argue something brand new and you say, In the alternative, this is the reason why we win the case. 
the law is messy sometimes in that way. There are multiple avenues to victory. And so when I see this, it is directly political in nature, designed to criminalize the opposition to uh, to the, the Democrat Party. And this just further strengthens the authoritarian tendencies of Whitmer and the Democrat Party in the state of Michigan. It's also, I, I think, taken the prospect of a uh, Fannie Willis prosecution in Atlanta from a 90% to a, like a 99% certainty now, right? I mean, this is, yeah. you already have Michigan bringing criminal charges against just uh, everyday folks who were involved in this at the state level. Donald Trump in Georgia, I think, is going to be facing another criminal trial. And this is where you get into part of the strategy here. Remember, unfortunately, when people play dirty like this, there are multiple ways they win. Obviously, their favorite thing would be if they could actually get a prosecution of Donald Trump that possibly locks him up in prison, right? We talked about that yesterday. But even if they can't get that, let's say the cases are delayed till after the election, and maybe even after the election, if if Trump doesn't win, we'll put that aside for a second. Point being, if they can have the whole process be the punishment here if they can have the count of countless counts keep him constantly playing defense this was part of the russia collusion narrative unfortunately people say oh well muller didn't muller didn't work yeah well it it they paid a price dealing with that anyone you talk to in the trump white house uh would tell you that the whole muller thing a lot of folks are spending money time energy anxiety in Trump's orbit, including Trump himself. I talked to Trump about it at the time. And he was just like, this is so ridiculous. It's so unfair. It's not letting me do what I'm supposed to do as president, what I was elected to do as president. So even if they only get partial victory, it can be something uh, that, you know, it, it can basically give them the benefit of this in the whole, in the whole uh, process. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, if they bring enough cases against him, the sheer weight, of the legal bureaucracy and everything else becomes an advantage for the Democrats so far, Joe Biden in the 2024 election. And that that's one of the things I find troubling here because there's no way around that, right? There's going to be a lot of time, money, energy, focus spent on this stuff. So in a sense, the election interference has already started and you're starting to wonder, is this going to be a free and fair election? I mean, I know people already are answering that, but think about it. I also think, Buck, I, and this is one of the major issues that's been set in place by what New York City did and what uh, the Atlanta prosecutor is likely to do. Why are all these state AGs, if you're in a blue state, not going to end up charging Trump if they can with state law violations? What do they lose? Uh, it, it's It's just, to me, it's politically expedient and valuable to them to be allied against Trump and now that we've seen the lawfare unleashed in such a manner, every new charge becomes less significant of a breach of historic norms. And it feels like there may be, certainly there's going to be at least Georgia, New York City, South Florida, and D.C. But when I see what's going on in Michigan, I wonder why would they not also be charging Trump? Because if they think this is uh, illegal and uh, violates Michigan law, wouldn't he have been conspiring in some way with these faithless electors? And, and take a step back from it all. It, so if it's illegal to advance a legal theory that ends up not being upheld in court, 
or if it's illegal rather to act on uh, something that turns out to be a lie and use state power, how is it that Russia collusion, the whole thing was a lie? Yeah. How is it that no one pays any price whatsoever for that? I mean, it was a soft coup attempt against President Trump in his first term. And they can say, oh, yeah, we really thought. No, no, they didn't. The people, the FBI involved in that, they actually should lose their jobs and some of them should go to prison. So people sit around and they say, what exactly is our legal system all about at this point, Clay? And it's getting tougher and tougher to have good answers to that question. I mean, we have answers. They're just uncomfortable. No, very much so. My Patriot Supply, nation's largest uh, preparedness company, millions of worry-free customers because they have food insurance in their homes. I'm one of them. I have emergency food on hand in the event there's a disruption or a crisis. My Patriot Supply produces three-month kit, one-month kits, and now one-week kits, depending on your needs and how you'd like to prepare best for your family. You'll breathe easier knowing you have a backup plan. Here's how you can get hooked up. Go to preparewithclayandbuck.com for their latest offer, a one-week emergency food supply. It comes in an ammo can loaded with delicious foods, makes it easy to travel with, easy to store. No skimping with these meals, 2,000 calories per day. Don't skip the special $30 savings available this week only on the one-week emergency food supply. We have this in the Travis house. You can get it in yours as well. Go to preparewithclayandbuck.com. That's preparewithclayandbuck.com. He's Buck Sexton. He's Clay Travis. Together, they're breathing sanity into an insane world. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty show to start listening. More than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies, I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies from the Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael to the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough. 
that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. We'll have some fun with this in a little bit. We got a relatively short segment. Congressman Jim Jordan going to join us to preview uh, at one o'clock Eastern. The whistleblower from the IRS is going to be testifying, uh, who has so far been anonymous, not Shapley, the uh, the agent who has put his name out there. And Democrats are already panicking, Buck, because I've seen some headlines that suggest that this IRS whistleblower, uh, who's finally going public, uh, is actually a Democrat. And he's actually gay and lives with his husband. So what I'm getting at here is this is not necessarily who you would anticipate as being one of the foremost and steadfast uh, Republican supporters on the planet. Uh, And we're also going to (laughs) talk, Buck, about this Jason Aldean song and, and how funny it is that this is a controversy. Because when you break down almost every song, it that is popular, there is certainly elements of sex, drugs, and or alcohol that is rampant throughout popular songs and all all different types of music. Yes. I mean, but the good news, Clay, is that, for example, in the genre of uh, hip-hop music, it is all family-friendly and there's no problems <laughs> whatsoever. That's the good news, is that there's never anything, there's no rap lyrics that are misogynistic, uh, encouraging of violence, encouraging of violence against police. So at least we can take that to the bank. That's good. It's important to have standards, right? Um, I'm so glad that that's so family-friendly. But we're going to have some fun with that. We'll talk to Congressman Jim Jordan. Coming up next, this is going to be blockbuster testimony we expect in about 30 minutes. Look, a company is looking out for you when they upgrade your service, but don't charge you for it. They just want to give you better service. I'm talking about our sponsor, Pure Talk, and their most recent upgrade. It's great news for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Pure Talk's plan is the same as it has been for years, $20 a month for unlimited talk, text, and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Yeah, that's right, just $20 a month. This is why we love Pure Talk. They are veteran-owned. They employ the best customer service team in the business, 100% of whom are here in the U.S., most families using Pure Talk are saving $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. From your phone now, dial pound 250 and say Clay and Bach to make the switch to Pure Talk. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and make the switch to Pure Talk today. All right, welcome back, team. We know the IRS whistleblower is going to be testifying on Capitol Hill live in just about half an hour from now. We have to uh, preview some of this and tell us what it all means, what Congress is going to do, if anything, about this. Our friend Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio. Congressman, great to have you back, sir. Good, Good to be with you guys. What are you expecting from this today? I mean, just first, if you'd lay out for everybody, who is this individual who is uh, going to be testifying today? And, and what have we learned so far from the whistleblower just based on the testimony behind closed doors? Well, I think, first of all, we're going to learn that these guys are credible. Both both have served over 10 years in the IRS, outstanding performance evaluations. They were the go-to guys, the A-team, when it came to international tax fraud investigations. Been all over the world doing these kind of these kind of cases. And I think the, the fundamental question, Buck, is, is 
who are you going to believe? You're going to believe these guys and who, who, frankly, story has not changed, whose testimony has been consistent, as it was confirmed by an FBI agent who was interviewed Monday by the committee. Are you going to believe them? Are you going to believe the Biden-Garland Justice Department that was just found two weeks ago by a federal court to be censoring Americans, the Biden Justice Department that said parents were terrorists, the Biden Justice Department that said pro-life Catholics are extreme? I mean, it, that's the fundamental question. Um, and I think these guys' credibility is going to come through uh, loud and clear in this hearing. And I, I think that's that's really the essence of what's what's. And they're going to talk about all the inconsistencies, this investigation versus every other investigation. And then some of the just the, the things that were done that never happened, like the prosecutors calling up the defense attorneys and saying, hey, we're looking to get a subpoena to, to uh, search the storage unit. You might want to check it out. When is that? happen in invest never so those are the kind of things that i think will come out from two very credible individuals who've been uh you know serving the taxpayers for a long time now well i can't wait to see these uh revelations come out in public and also see how the media is going to cover them and mm-hmm. a, a, in a larger context here congressman do you think joe biden is going to run do you think the democrats want to run him uh, do you think that the the drumbeat of clear evidence of the Biden crime family is impacting what decision he may make? How would you assess Biden as we look towards twenty four? Yeah, I think he's probably running. Uh, you know, the, what have they said? Uh, well, I guess we understand why they're not going to let anyone debate him. So you could not. I don't know if he's even able to to, to you know to do a debate here. So, um, but I do think he's going to be their candidate. Um, you know, I, I guess their their goal is to try to have this election, see if they can get through it, see if there's somehow they can win. I hope I don't think they're going to. I think it's going to be President Trump. But um, I think he's running. We'll see. All, we're trying to interview. Chairman Coleman has been trying to interview Devin Archer, one of Hunter Biden's business partners. Uh, we've been working on trying to set that up. Uh, we hope that, that happens because we think there's going to be some some pretty good information that he can get uh, if, if Devin Archer is under oath and, and testifying in front of the committee uh, in, a, in a deposition. But that hasn't happened of yet, but the facts I think we have now are pretty compelling um, of just how because the sort of the fundamental question is what were they getting paid for? You know, twenty different LLCs and, and shell companies paying nine different Bidens millions of dollars. What was the service they were providing? What was the value they were adding? What was the product that they offered? There's no answer to that other than oh, somehow they're connected to Joe Biden. So that I think just. People sort of instinctively get that, and then you couple that now with these two whistleblowers who've never been whistleblowers before, who were reluctant to come forward, who followed their chain of command and first raised their concerns in the IRS before ever coming to Congress. And the credibility I talked about a few minutes ago, again, I think their I think their credibility is frankly unimpeachable. Congressman Jordan, is anything going to come of any of this? I mean, re- really, yeah. either from a congressional yeah. action or just it? It feels like. Okay, we're going to find out that the fix was in all along, and Hunter Biden's going to skate because that's the system that it, that exists right now. I mean, what what has to happen? We have a Republican president who comes in who decides that things will be different, but is Congress yeah. going to do anything about this? You, you tell us. Well, well, we, we a couple things we're focused on in the Judiciary Committee. This is going to be today in front of the Oversight Committee, but in the Judiciary Committee, we are focused on using the appropriations process to put limitations on how taxpayer dollars are spent at the Justice Department because we think, as we've talked about, that that's been turned on the, on the American people. So we have a number of policy rider language uh, elements that we're going to get in, into those, those bills. And then, frankly, from, from a, just a civil liberty standpoint, 702, this, the key section in FISA is up for reauthorization. And uh, 
there is no way that's getting reauthorized in its current form. So we're, we're focused there on in the legislative side of things and the appropriation side of things. But ultimately, it, yeah, it requires a new president, it requires a new Justice Department for things to get uh, different um, there. And, you know, that's that's decided by we the people every, you know, the first Tuesday after the first Monday, uh, Monday every four years in November. So, Congressman, I, I think this is going to be, uh, again, really difficult to refute when these guys step out and speak publicly. Because it's one thing, and, and I'm curious if, if you would agree, it's one thing to read what they might say and have that distributed. But the clips themselves, uh, being able to see them as they speak, yeah. all of these things. What do you expect the media to do? Right? How do you expect CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post, the usual propaganda yeah. media su- uh, you know, suspects, how do you expect them to handle today's testimony? Well, the, the whistleblowers were compelling, but remember, they're the investigators. The prosecutors make the decision on what to charge, when to charge, and where to charge. So, uh, you know, investigators always want to go forward. They've been working on the case, but in the end, it's the attorneys. It's, a, it's the prosecutors who make the decision, and they decided after looking at all this that that, you know, after all, Hunter Biden's getting charged. That, I think, is going to be the, the argument. The whistleblowers, you're, you're right, Clay. We want to let them talk. I always say, say they're, they're whistleblowers, so let them blow the whistle. Let them talk today in today's hearing. And just like we had a hearing a few, uh, a few months back with three FBI whistleblowers, Garrett O'Boyle, and he got to talk and explain what the FBI did to him and his family. Wouldn't let him get access to his belongings, his kids' clothes, for goodness sake. And when you, when you hear the retaliation and how it, how it impacted him and his family on a personal level, that is compelling, and it, it, it just reinforces the facts he had given us about a number of different issues he talked to us uh, about. So I do think that's – but I, I think the left is going to go with that narrative. Oh, okay, these are the investigators. But the prosecutors make the decision, and they were looking at their years of experience, and they, they decided to go this way. Um, but again, when you look at their testimony, the prosecutors and the investigators were in agreement for most of the investigation. And then when it gets close to charging, suddenly they change. And I think they changed because there were discussions. This is straight from David White. Discussions taking place between the U.S. attorneys in Delaware and Maine Justice. So what were those discussions about, and were those the reasons, those discussions the reason that suddenly things changed? Uh, Congressman Jordan, you know, people have been saying we need to do something about the politicized FBI. Um, What about the politicized IRS (laughs) and those who are looking at something like the Hunter Biden case uh, specifically? Is it something that you think Congress should look to try to have a hand in reforming uh, through legislation, or is it just... Maybe cutting back the funding, because while everyone says, well, we should not everyone, but people have been saying, let's defund the FBI. I mean, you're going to defund it to fund something else. It's not really clear to me how that necessarily plays out. Yeah. But cutting the IRS funding in half, I think a lot of people would say, yeah, I think that'd be okay. Yeah, Yeah, certainly not given what the 80,000 new agents they want. Uh, And and we we passed legislation to to get rid of that early in this Congress. Unfortunately, it just sits over there in the Senate. But I do think you're right, too, is about the FBI. We don't want to defund the rank-and-file agents. By and large, those guys are doing a great job. What we do want to do is change how the money is spent and, 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 and reallocate how things are done here at in headquarters, here at the Washington field office, here in the D.C. area. And we are focused on doing that um, during the appropriations process. But when it comes to the IRS, you know, we, we don't want these new agents. And we, like I said, that was the first bill we passed in the, in the Republican-controlled House. And we put some of that limits on how the funds could be spent at the FBI in the debt ceiling agreement from uh, from a few weeks ago. Jim, do you think Congressman Jim Jordan with us right now? He's doing fantastic work. Can't wait to see in about 20 minutes when this uh, hearing begins. 
Do you think, based on all the evidence that you've seen, that Merrick Garland and maybe President Biden himself should be impeached by the House? Would you vote to impeach both based on what you've seen in the evidence so far? I've said all along, when it comes to any impeachment question, that's a, that's a decision for the entire conference. Because once you go down that road, it consumes Congress. I mean, I was on the other side of it just a few years ago, defending, yep. helping defend President Trump. And I spent weeks in the bunker in the basement of the Capitol and doing depositions with, with Adam Schiff and the, and, the, and the whole thing. So if you decide to go down that, that's, that's a big decision. But the speaker's been clear. He says we are getting much closer to an impeachment inquiry into the the, the actions of the Justice Department. So uh, I, I'm with the speaker. I think we continue to get the facts. But if it's if it's warranted, we have a constitutional duty to go there. But we need to go into that with our eyes wide open, because it truly, as you all remember from just five years ago and in, in, in uh, uh, four years ago in 2019, when they impeached President Trump over the you know the phone call, for goodness sake, um, it consumes everything. And we, we need to understand that if we if we go. But if it's required, our constitutional duty would, would compel us to go there. So I want to continue to get the facts. I do think it's important that Chairman Comer gets to do, get to that interview of Hunter Biden's business partner, and we and we uh, we have this hearing today. Congressman Jordan, appreciate you being with us, sir. Thanks again. You bet, guys. Thanks. Take care. Look, this is noteworthy. If you pay attention to the ups and downs of the economy, former Wall Street insider and financial newsletter columnist Tiga Tawai believes our federal government could soon announce a mandatory national recall on the U.S. dollar. When he says soon, he means a week from today. It could be replaced with a new digital version that will be radically different from what you have in your bank account right now. He's exposing this government plan in a new video and showing you the three steps you need to take to prepare. Go online to dollarrecall.com to watch this video that those involved in the federal government's plan don't want you to see. Again, go to dollarrecall.com. Learn how to prepare now before it's too late. One last time, that site is dollarrecall.com, paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. You don't know what you don't know, right? But you could on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. John King and Dana Bash are part of the CNN Ensemble. You know how they have that desk, Buck, that, I mean, it has like 15 people on it now. If you ever have CNN on, and I realize that a lot of you do not put CNN on, but one of the things we do is have to watch CNN somewhat regularly for for our jobs. <clears throat> And at least watch clips. And anytime there's breaking news, particularly as it involves Trump, they break out their super massive desk with as many people possible sitting there. And oftentimes they end up saying a lot of ridiculous things. But they caught Jack Smith, the, um, uh, the in charge, obviously, special counsel here investigating Trump. He's going to charge him on Jan 6. He's already charged him on South Florida. And... He went to Subway, went to Subway. It's lunchtime. Probably a lot of you out going around variety of places to go grab your lunch. And this is John King and Dana Bash saying this is a really serious message being sent to Trump. I I couldn't even believe this was real when I listened. Here's their discussion. Remember when the classified documents target letter, when Trump announced that there was a lot of commentary. It was Jack Smith making a mistake here. Is he leaving this all to Donald Trump? And then they released the indictment and we all said, wow. Wow, we read it, we saw the documentation, we saw the level of detail. Jack Smith going to Subway today is a message to Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump tries to intimidate people. He tries to bully people. He tries to scare you away. That was Jack Smith with no words and a simple $5 sub in his hand saying, I'm here, I'm not going to. Yeah, the imagery was uh, was intentional and spoke volumes. (laughs) I mean, the man ate a sandwich like a guy that just is ready to stand in defense of the Republic. The way he put that mayo... On that footlong really shows everybody that he's in it to win it, Clay. That this, is that the dumbest commentary you've heard all year. Uh, it might be the dumbest. I mean, it's one thing for John King to say it. He's really sending a message. Well, what if he had gone to Jimmy John's instead? I think the message he would have been sending is, "I have better taste in subs," but that might just be me. What if he had gone to Raisin Cane's, the best chicken tenders in America? What kind Clay of message just, is he sending th- then? L- Lights are our are, are Bud Light and our Subway sponsorships on fire here like they're nothing. I ate at Subway a lot before they felt we found out that that fat guy liked kids, um, Jared. Uh, I, I thought that was a pretty effective advertising campaign. Again, before we found out that he was a, ch- a kid porn guy, when he just lost a lot of weight, he seemed fairly likable. And I think he's currently in federal prison for child porn, so that's not a good direction for Subway's advertising campaign to go. But for Dana Bash there, Buck, to follow up what John King said, I think, what did she say? It spoke volumes? What 
volumes? Like you could write an entire book about what Jack Smith going to get a subway sub sent messages is volumes? Well, <laughs> Not just one book, Buck. It's like the Encyclopedia Britannica of, of fast food orders. I, it, it's so incredibly stupid. I, I can't believe that it's real. Well, well, let's remember what they did to uh, with Mueller. I mean, I, rem- I, I mean, I was covering that very closely day in and day out. I was in D.C., living in D.C., near Capitol Hill, near the White House, for most of uh, the, the peak, if you will, of the Mueller prosecution, or, or not, pro- sorry, investigation, not prosecution. Um, but they were like, yeah, Mueller, this guy is like the ultimate G-man. You know, he's a, he's a steely-eyed, square-jawed yes. veteran that gets his man. Like, he makes Elliot Ness look like a wimp. You know, it was just the whole thing. And then he went out there, and you're like, this guy's like Mr. Magoo when he was testifying. But they created this whole, you know, this whole theory of, of like, the ultimate because th- this is their hero narrative against, you know, Trump as the great Satan, right? And so in this case, they're just switching, and all, you know, it, it, if you are on their team, all of a sudden, the media acts like you're you're brilliant, handsome, brave, and wonderful. If you're against them... They park outside your house and uh, and you know harass you and your children. I, I just what a message he's sending when he went to go get this subway. So I mean, do they clear this with anybody on the CNN? Did, did, did they were like John, okay, you know, because television is typically scripted. Right. Did they come and tell John like, hey, we got this footage of Jack Smith at Subway. We need you to weigh in. What are you going mean, to say? It's like I'm just sending a message, and then Dana Bash follow watching. up and I say mean, you got to you got to remember that about CNN. Nobody's watching. CNN is now. Really, an, an equivalent, you know, for the viewer, so to speak. CNN reminds me of how, like, some of these TVs will just have, they'll turn into like a background aquarium image or something, and you know, it's there's like fish swimming around on the screen, or there's like a mountain view with some a, a light rainstorm coming through. For libs, CNN is like a is like a security blanket. Doesn't matter. They just have it on in the background, and they don't care what's being said because nothing of any real importance is being said day in day out so that's how it goes it's interesting buck i I was thinking about this like you're talking about like kind of the dull sound in the background i was at the university of michigan because my oldest son is at was at summer camp there uh and i was walking through one of their student union they had cnn and msnbc both playing in the student union of course fox news is nowhere to be seen and it's probably not a surprise buck and i think i mentioned this on the show but i I was in disbelief over the number of 20-somethings and also probably teenagers who were walking around wearing masks on the University of Michigan campus, many of them outdoors. And this this is what we talked about. We can talk about this in the next hour in an outburger coming out and saying, yeah, employees can't wear masks anymore. It's 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 a sign of mental illness to me now when I see someone wearing a mask. It has been for a long time. Well, but for some people, I think it's it's more now... There's the anxiety disorder lunatics running around with the masks on. But then there's also people for whom it is a uh, a fashion statement with yeah. political overtone. Right? That's that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to be like, look what I know I'm it's it's a it's pronouns in the bio. Masking up now is pronouns in the bio, the same thing. It's just showing everybody what team you're playing for, so to speak, uh politically. And that's why people continue to do it. I, there are people on my plane down in Florida with N95 masks on. I just want to be like, that's really uncomfortable and really stupid. Can I free your face? And they would think that I was the fascist play. That's how this goes. Walking around outdoors on a campus as a kid. Scary. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.